0: SEO is a o. Welcome to the show, Laurens Thank you very much, Jason. I won't sing back. Um, no, I'm well, waiting for somebody
1: to sing back. Somebody will one day do it. I should just uh, point out to your uh, listeners in French that Lawrence I am, a, I am a man, not a woman, with a deep voice.
0: Oh yes, it's, Oh yeah. I did say Laurence with a French yeah, accent. As yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, glad to
1: be here in the sunshine in Paris.
0: Though it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Lovely day. We just did a round table at SEO Camp. That we, was brilliant with Bill, did. Cindy and Dominic and Francois Goube from Encro. Uh, that was a really good laugh. Oh, good laugh! It was. It was really enjoyable.
1: It's great. Uh, yes, humble to be in their presence. Uh, some great minds there. So. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, really good discussion about. Oh, I was uh, humbled
0: to be in your presence. Uh, <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> now, uh, just a little bit about you. I, you've got a golf site, haven't you? I do have a golf
1: site as well. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. called Dizzy Heights. It's all about getting to the dizzy heights of world number one. All right, which um, you've done. Uh, I wish. Now, that's my dream. When I when I've uh, you know conquered the SEO world, then I might retire to the senior tour play golf for a living you've got a handicap I have got a handicap it's uh, it's, uh, not as good as it should be but uh, I should be my my goal is to play to single figures which I think is respectable I'm about four shots off that at the moment so uh, I'm still working on it
0: Oh, okay, I've got no idea what all that uh, means. D- but
1: that basically means if you get to that good, it means you're spending too much time on the golf course and not enough time working.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and you, you work a lot as well, I know. You've got two companies you're a-
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, Analytics SEO Limited owns uh, Authoritas, which is an SEO and content marketing platform very focused on data science driven big data analysis for competitive analysis. And
0: has lovely t shirts.
1: It does indeed. Thank you very much.
0: We're going to talk today about uh, using big data to track competitors. You're talking about topic clusters. Give me the lowdown on topic clusters.
1: Okay, so um, so we were chatting earlier in in the roundtable around about the hummingbird update, which I remember correctly was what was it, 2012 or something like that, and obviously Google focusing on the relationships between uh, entities and concepts and you know things, not strings, and and so um, when it comes to you know, they're using a graph a database. They had something called, I think it was Preggle was their graph database. And they're using that to understand the, these relationships between between these entities. And, um, you know, for me, you know, what Google's really good at when you look at the SERPs is, is you'll see if you study a sector long enough, you see that this competitor seems to do particularly well in this niche, whatever it might be buying running shoes, selling, buying lemons, mm. whatever it might be. And, there's um, a lemon tree just to There's next a lemon tree might find so Just go to mine. <laughs> but, um, Yeah, we were talking earlier about prams and push chairs and what have you or cars, you know, certain competitors do particularly well. And I just think, you know. Really, what we found interesting—we've been tracking uh, keyword rank data like everybody else for years and years and years, for us and for our clients, uh, you know, uh, for a decade or more—and everyone was using SERP data in the same way. You know, you're just looking yep. at where am I ranking for one keyword, a group of keywords, this, this yep. page, overall. Um, and we felt there was an interesting way, and that Hummingbird was the inspiration for that, really, to try and use graph databases to analyze, analyze the data and. Um, In doing so, it allows you to look, if you look at the first three pages of a SERP, for example, you can look at a keyword, you can look at the top 30 organic uh, ranking URLs, or we can go beyond that and look at Universal, obviously. And and you can understand that this keyword ranks for this page and competes with these pages that also rank for these other pages. So what that allows you to do is build a graph. And it's a bit like Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation. Everyone's connected to everyone else. You can start to map out the world around you. So if you look at all your keywords you're ranking for, And instead of just storing them in a database and look at ranking charts going up and down, instead, look at the competitors that are around them, then look at the keywords they rank for. You build a graph. And then you can run community detection algorithms across that graph, public open source stuff that smarter people than I have have made available, and they will start to break that graph up into clusters. And you can see it if you visualize it. You can see a a, a cluster here, you can see a cluster there, some big, some small, and then you can start to... You know label those clusters look at the keywords in them the urls in them your competitors urls and, and, and start to to, you know, to give them topics uh, and then start to understand the size of them the competitiveness where uh, you, should we you were
0: talking about mother care earlier on doing the round yeah. table i mean Mothercare must be an example you've done that yes. for yeah. and and they're incredibly dominant in baby stuff but selling it and not in information was that right or did yeah, i miss so, here so
1: so so i thought was interesting about them and they're not a client but it's just someone that we we'd come across and doing some research uh, across a wider retail sector for, for big e-commerce client uh, they were you know, an example in, in that niche of someone who is an authority and, wh- and what I mean by that is because obviously people mean different things by that it is you know we've analyzed a market pram push chairs, strollers mm. these things have come up car seats yeah. these things have come up as uh, topics of related questions, and you can imagine there's uh, uh, several hundred related keywords around yeah. car seats, for example. And uh, some of those are brand oriented, Graco, whatever yep. they are called, Baby Cozy, all these kind of things. And then some are, you know, questions, you know, how safe is this? You know, how can I fit it in this type of car? And some are very product oriented, and, and some are more informational in nature. And and so what the um, you know what we found that uh, there was when looking at that, you go, well, hang on a second, you know, mother care is, is dominating this. Sector. I think Isofix car seats was a good example. They, they they ranked for lots and lots of keywords at the time. I haven't checked since the recent yeah. algorithm update, so I hope they still are. But um, but uh, you know, and and you look at that and you go, well, why? Yeah. And then you looked at their site, and yeah, they're in it, they're a, for people who don't know, they're a bricks and mortar retailer with stores yeah. all across the country. They're in baby wear. They've got good authority, so you'd expect them to do well. Yeah. But. They're performing better than some of the brands in that sector because not only do they have an e-commerce category page, but they also have really in-depth buying guides really, really around, you know, I'm a new parent. What kind of things should I be thinking of? Oh, I should be thinking of these are all the list of things you need to buy. Mm. These are the types of products you can get. You can buy strollers. This stuff for twins. You can buy all the different types of products and then they relate those and drive that drive the links into relevant
0: um, yeah, I mean, so, so they've got a, a, a wonderful both e commerce and content strategy going on. And,
1: and it's integrated in a way which um, you know, sometimes you see sites and they'll have content on the blog yeah. and they'll have their e commerce. Uh, but what they do in ah, it, okay. when you search an in internal site search is they're surfacing both sets of results. And then on the category pages, Behind a tab on the category pages, it will also load the buy the, the uh, you know or links and some some conceptual uh, sorry um, some relevant content that should oh. relate to the buying guard. So it's integrated; it's two way. Yeah, uh, and I think that provides for a better user experience, and they're being rewarded for it.
0: And have you seen with Mothercare, for example, or anybody else, that the the the, the topic clusters are getting more and more precise? Um, yeah, which is what mean, I would imagine would happen.
1: Uh, not necessarily. I think I think you know certainly, and it may be the clustering algorithms we use and we use two depending on the size of the marketplace um you know we're trying to estimate a cluster based on mm-hmm. the data that we've got so it doesn't necessarily mean it entirely reflects exactly how google sees things but obviously yeah. it's it's as close as we've got so far yeah um and we don't and closer cons- than most
0: people are getting well maybe hopefully but um <laughs> but
1: we don't we don't constrain the size of the clusters. I mean, we literally let the data tell its own story. And then we say, this looks like a cluster. Sometimes you'll find within a cluster that there are multiple topics. So we see one and we've labeled it, I don't know, kids' outdoor toys. And in there, you've got trampolines and you've got slides and swings. And you could argue, well, actually, they're three separate areas. They have three separate category pages. They should have three separate buying guides. And I think that might well be true. But on top of that, you could have an overall buying guide for outdoors. Yeah. which then links into the individual buying guides for the relevant product you're interested, all of which integrate into your e-commerce site at different levels. That sounds like a brilliant SEO strategy to me. Well, um, you know, I think there are some people, and you know, not, not necessarily, but there are some people executing quite well around that. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we've seen new features appear in the search recently, like research buying yeah. guides, which I was talking to you about well, They're coming
0: at a scary rate. So, yeah. I mean, so every time I turn around, there's a new kind of rich result thing going on
1: yeah i mean i i, no, I showed you two that we'd found last week and yeah. um one of which looked like a google bug and um and then the other one was the, the research and buying guards and, and the prevalence of those and, uh, and i was sitting down with cindy Crum earlier and she showed me two that i hadn't seen yeah. yet no, it's going uh, from the so um so you know keeping up is um keeping up is is, is a challenge uh, and sure. that's also why that affects you know competitive analysis and how we look at our market, I still feel people are uh, doing competitive analysis an old way, you know, the Venn diagram problem.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that in the the round table and I wanted to pick up on it, but everyone else kind of jumped in and talked about other stuff. But I mean, that idea of saying, okay, let's track rankings, which is kind of what maybe Authoritas has been known for. But you're now saying, okay, it's much more complex than that and actually ranking isn't so much important as what's around it and how much space have I got for it? I mean. Uh, Be being third on a on a a page with loads and loads of rich elements is completely useless. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Being first on a page or third on a page (laughs) where there aren't any rich elements is still pretty good.
1: Yeah. And you want to increase your opportunities to be seen uh, as best you can across all those elements, and um, uh, obviously not just focus on organic. And obviously that pays into an overall search strategy, which includes paid probably, and um, you know, and trying trying to make sure you get as much max much exposure as possible. I think the point I was making there was that, you know and I know from the companies I've worked for before you know you've got uh, a number of specific competitors in mind who you think you know how yeah. am i doing against them all the time and your bosses ask you how am i yeah. doing against them but actually when you come down especially for a big company and which is the kind of, we deal with you know, big e-commerce sites and major publishers when they bake things down by category you know the competitors at each category can still be different. Yeah. But you still may be focused on the top three or five yeah. that you come across most often. But actually when you really break it down into different clusters and niches, the markets are much more complex than that. And you cannot analyze your market by using a Venn diagram example of yeah. keywords competitor A, B, C, D, and E or rank mm. for and looking at the ones where C&D rank for and you don't or, or d and et cetera. etc and you know, the market's much more complicated than that and much more nuanced and I think you know you you have to look at every particular niche and then when you look at a niche and let's use another example uh, I was looking at the DIY niche um, tops tiles a really good example uh, Top's you know, Tiles, what a great name uh, for yeah, tiles! So, so, uh, and I've just bought some tiles from them and tiled my kitchen, which is why it comes springs to mind. This
0: sounds
1: uh, like an advert now. No, it's not, <laughs> not at all, no discount. And um, <laughs> um, and um, they uh, so they're a bricks and mortar retailer as well across the UK. They're not a client of ours, but we they, we were looking at um, a bigger uh, DIY retailer that's obviously very powerful domain, gazillions of links, and a, a much bigger brand, but in when you when you surface all the different clusters you analyze the market and so we've analyzed a million keywords so yeah. I think it's about 900,000 actually 900,000 keywords for this brand they rank for 100,000 on the first pages of Google and of those 900,000 you see them in the topic clusters I can't remember there were maybe over a thousand different topic clusters and you see things surface to the top and you go wow there's a lot of there's a lot of potential in fencing in gazebos in sheds wow there's a lot of potential in uh, tiles yeah but then you go into the tiles cluster and you look at some of the subclusters within there and and the ranking pages and you go well hang on a second top tiles, top tiles, top styles are the best competitor they are the authority in that niche because they've got all the right ranking signals. they're not as big in terms of backlinks but their content they're, that's all they do it screams tiles they're links. <laughs> the links that are linking to them are yeah. really relevant they scream tiles okay. and, and so they've got all the signals right and they're the authority in that niche and i think also you know so so there's two things there's, there's looking at it at a cluster level and making sure who am i competing with really is it a dominant well, authority and then should I really go after them is it a duopoly where there's there's two people already I may or may not be in there might be room yeah. for a third or is it more fragmented than, than that and it's got good opportunity good search volume I'm reasonably relatively strong against the people in there yeah.
0: I could the scope for me so, to play so look at your topic cluster duopoly monopoly yeah the concentration it. of competi- um, competition yeah so so you're saying you use your topic clusters to exclude things that you're never going to win
1: yeah so 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 so, yeah if you can analyze all the different topics you can see what's most relevant to you obviously Mm. you can you can look at which ones have the most potential visibility based on search volumes for those keywords you can look at the competition concentration competitive that cluster is and you can also match that to your, your analytics data so you can you can look at the revenue per url you're yeah, getting from organic really, yeah, yeah. for the urls of yours that appear in that cluster and go actually i get let's say i've, I've got two clusters sheds and gazebos and um, a major diy retailer and a leroy melin or someone like that yeah. or b and q in the uk and you go well there's three times the potential traffic on sheds and the three times on gazebos but actually for every gazebo it, uh, visitor I get spends ten times more than someone on sheds. Probably the other way around. but,
0: yeah. right, but you know, um, I don't know what a gazebo is. A gazebo is, is. sounds like, like, an, like an African animal that uh, runs across the plains.
1: <laughs> That's a gazelle, but it's close. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, sort of like an outdoor sort of tent for. Oh, okay, um, you know, super. Pretty um, pretty good. I've learned something but, today. But um, yeah, so um, I think um, uh, I think the one thing I would say is that you need to take it a stage further, which is, what does Google want? and we talk about everyone's talking about user intent and yeah. matching the meaning and, and really this is basically comparing yourself and stacking yourself up against your competitors yeah. according to intent within that topic area and and even you know even more so like you need to, to think about that buyer journey and you know how am i competing at every stage of that buyer journey and who am i competing with because it will be different competitors at different oh. stages of the buyer journey and um, Lauren Burley, a French SEO I, I know and respect very much and I've had long discussions about this and he has something called the smell of the serpent. it's his mm. idea not mine, mm. um, and uh, he talks about what does Google want for, mm. for, for, for you know, to return yeah. based, based on the keywords that you're searching and you can see in certain clusters that if you're looking for a family car it's you know, best family car. You yeah. know. Best um, best uh, cars for big families, uh, you know, Ooh. seven-seater cars. You know, I'm going to be getting a lot of review sites coming up for that. Ooh. You know, pretty much entirely reviews with long-form content, images yeah. and video, rich content, trying to help me buying guides, you Ooh. know, advice. But if I'm looking for stuff around, you know, buying a specific model of car or a certain colour of car, or you know, I'm going to get listing sites. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get the second-hand listing sites selling you yeah, auto traders of this world um gum trees of this world in the uk and others that are selling cool. that are selling cars so so you really need to understand the nature of competition
0: yeah, at a market yeah.
1: level at a topic level and then down to who am i competing within that top topic cluster or page who, who are the kind of people i'm competing against uh, at which stage of the buyer journey brilliant it
0: sounds easy but yeah it, yeah it does sound terribly easy but i was just actually thinking this is all getting incredibly complicated but um well some of it can be automated but not everything yet and certainly we haven't automated the
1: the, the smell of the serp piece yet <laughs> but um or i'm calling it the serp landscape but i um, prefer that yeah, yeah. yeah what's the landscape like you know yeah. well, is it articles that's is kind of poetic but, isn't maybe, it maybe maybe but i i, I think also uh, terminology really really, uh, you know, stuck with me and um, it's something that we're working on some machine learning R&D projects yeah. right now to see whether we can classify pages in the right way to give people that kind of advice as to what is Google looking for. Brilliant. For a particular cluster, not just a keyword, just forget about a single keyword, yeah. but a, a cluster of related topics that you can relate to a, u- a specific user intent.
0: Brilliant. Stuff. Now, wonderful. Next question is, is there a topic authority score or uh, concept for Google? Because you did use the word authority in the same sentence as topic earlier on.
1: Yeah, um, I don't. Um, I, I don't know that they have an internal score or something. But I mean, uh, and Bill, when I was chatting about this earlier, he was talking about the conf- they have a confidence score.
0: Yeah, that's the, for the knowledge graph. Yeah. Yeah, and so I've, I've read his article about the patent. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so I like to think they have a uh, they're scoring you know um, sites based on expertise, authority, and trust. Well. But you know. They, they are scoring your authority within a particular topic area they yeah. know what your site covers yeah. and all the sub sort of topics that it covers and they understand the links from the sites that are going to yeah. you and they understand what topics they cover and I would imagine there would be a, a reasonable wouldn't be beyond the wit of man to have a score which is like a topical relevance score yeah. which says Look, not how authoritative are my links for example because that's mm. where my authority comes from because it's is what other people are saying about me but how relevant and how authoritative are those links. So, I, I, you know, I could imagine a matrix where you've got authority on, on the y-axis and if you've plotted all the links coming to your site, you know, 0 to 100, they'd all be on the y-axis, one line, 100 all the way down to one, some crappy, crappy links all the way up to some medium ones and some good yep. authority ones. But then if you added a, an, an x-axis and added a relevance dimension to yep. those, then all those dots would disperse across that matrix. And you'd have a grid and it would tell you that your top right for example would be mm. high authority high relevance they are, they are golden links you know high authority sites in your niche yeah talking about what you want and so, and so i could imagine there'd be some sort of scoring yeah. mechanism and the, you know the low crap is irrelevant it's not the stuff you want you want, yeah, the stuff sure. you
0: want to get rid of no, i mean So I, I just come yeah. into my mind so we're looking at REIT relevance expertise authority and trust if we had the topic at the beginning in the relevancy part yeah um, so it's EAT
1: within topics yeah yeah really? I think I think uh well, relevance for me has always been it's always been key you know Can um, we say
0: read then from now on please I'm not sure we can I oh, right. it was like a
1: reet. Um, I'm not sure it rolls off the tongue as well well no, that's laurel he's got he's got a good way with words oh, even okay. in English ask so, you, ask, so later, ask him later. when you see him
0: Yeah okay sorry and yeah. that you were we were talking about topics I and mean, it just popped in my mind the topic layer and mm-hmm. then the knowledge graph i mean where's that taken so it's a little bit off topic here but what I, I i love the idea that google's got this the knowledge graph it understands or it's trying to understand and if you're like let's go back to golf if i start searching for golf i know nothing about golf right. i'll get beginner's guides and as i go through my process of research it will start giving me more advanced or more yeah advanced information as it understands or as it assumes i've actually moved forward within my uh, with my knowledge, without me actually being explicit about it, so is uh, that is that a reasonable idea? I I, I, mean, I love
1: that idea as applied to golf because I would love to apply machine learning <laughs> expertise to improve my golf game. That would be great if we could do that. And if Google could help me with that, well, um, I maybe become their number one fan. Um, and you already. No, <laughs> uh, love-hate relationship really, isn't it? <laughs> but um, uh, they keep us all busy and keep us all in jobs, and and, and, uh, and so for that, that we I suppose yeah. we are grateful. But um, for that, we are grateful. I'd like a bit more com- competition, though. Certainly, I think we all yeah. certainly the European Union would, um, the European Commission. So um, I haven't seen the evidence of of that in terms yeah. of, of them really understanding. Um, a user and where they're at in that journey of learning, whether it's learning to code or something like that, mm. or, or learning to play golf or anything else, so uh, I haven't seen um, any evidence of that, but it's not inconceivable that they could do that, uh, you know, for users who are sharing that data with them and logged in.
0: Because, I, 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 sorry, I had an, interest with, an interesting example, I've got a client who sells, um, what are they called, panneaux solaires in French. Um, sun panels those things up there oh yeah yeah, solar panels yeah solar panels you. that was really easy yeah. uh we're standing outside by the way looking around with the lemon tree and the and the house behind us with a solar panel on top mm. that wasn't the story uh he sells so, solar panels so i was looking up like you were with mother care loads and loads and loads of things around solar panels and, and and stuff and then right in the middle of it i typed uh in french how do you calculate vat and i got one result, which was how to calculate VAT, and one which was specifically about solar panels, VAT on solar panels. That stunned me. Well, that's, that's just
1: contextual search. They know your search history.
0: Yeah, well, so search I shouldn't maybe have been quite so stunned, but I was maybe a bit. Yeah, tired.
1: no, I think that's I think that's that isn't surprising. They but you, understand do the, you not
0: think that when I come back next time, it will still assume I'm looking for solar panels?
1: Um,
0: it it, may, it might well do, but um, but
1: you know what we all I mean, you take anyone's search history. I and mean, search for multiple different things today. Just even looking at what we've all done. So, um, I think what you've hit on there is something is is something where VAT is relevant to solar panels. If you start searching for. Uh, for lemons or something you possibly may not have got may, maybe have not got got anything
0: at all I'm, so i'm trying to think of how i can link lemons to solar panels but i can't
1: um yes yes I don't know, maybe lemon juice for cleaning them
0: but, um, <laughs> brilliant yeah. you're better at this than i am <laughs> okay <laughs> um now the, the other question my next question is, is also about the graph. is can we take this idea of topics that you're analyzing to be able to identify entities
1: yeah, so, so we haven't done a lot of work in this area, but I, certainly after conversations I've had with Bill and Cindy uh, <laughs> and others this week, I will probably be doing a lot more. Um, but I, I, I don't see, see why you can't apply the same principles. Um, you could download data from Wikidata, for example, put it in a graph, cool. and start to understand the relationships between, um, between data um, in an industry. I mean, we're using PRAMS as an example. Uh, you could use Google for that and just you know, reverse engineer to a certain extent what they're doing because you know when you search for these keywords you look at all the different types of new SERP features that are coming. So, yeah. you've, so you've not just got these research and buyer's guides but you've got refine by brand. Um, you've got the um, uh, similar types of products you see so you you know so they're giving you these types of categories so so you're looking at prams, you're looking at push chairs, you're looking at strollers, you're looking at ones for twins, you're looking at baby carriers, you're getting these related topics coming up um, and then you're getting the brands associated with them and you're getting the questions about the brands and you getting the questions about uh, the the specific products and certain certain verticals you are so if you take something like, like that, you know, people are very brand conscious, obviously, Ooh. but in others, of course, they're not. So if you're buying a second-hand wardrobe, it's like, well, yeah. it's just a wardrobe. But if, if you are buying a car seat for your kid, you know, it's bloody important you get a decent one. Yeah. Uh, and so you, know, you will start to you know, understand the brands. Google understands the related brands. So if mm. you search for Prams and troubles, they will give you a list of a dozen brands in the carousel that you know they, yeah. they, they heavily associate with that type of product. So, so I think there's a, there's, a, there's a great opportunity to take this sort of generic type of keyword modeling mm. um, and, or semantic modeling that we might do and also apply that to entities. Where that might lead us to, uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, certainly someone in, in the talk was talking about putting Steve, referencing Steve Jobs on you know, iPhone XS pages yeah. and what have you. you know, I, th- I think at the end of the day, you want to put what's re- you know, what is really relevant to that consumer's search intent at that time. So they are looking for car seats, then great. Give them lots of all the, all the alternative brands they can have. Give them the relevant questions and answers around those brands, yeah. as well as giving them the generic advice necessary
0: yeah brilliant stuff okay, and, and coming back a little bit, I mean you sent me the, the, a link or you sent me a, a screenshot of those kind of similar products and, mm-hmm. and whatever it whether in similar brands or brands you might be wanting. and it, it, it strikes me that that 's more and more like Amazon because I watched Dan Saunders earlier on talking about Amazon and you're looking at it and you're going, that 's exactly what they 're doing, and Google have moved, uh, uh, perhaps trying to move towards that idea of saying you know pushing the products towards us so that we get that information from Google and then we don 't Go over to Amazon to buy it. We stick. We stick with Google.
1: Yeah, um, uh, I th- I don't know whether that's their th- that's their aim. I <laughs> think their aim is to um, their aim is just to give the best possible user experience. And if you and, and they want you to have that experience with them, yeah. And you know, ultimately they want to give you the straight answer immediately. Yeah. But there is no straight answer to what is the best car seat for my baby you know oh, I it's it subjective uh, well they're not bad I suppose but I <laughs> think Britax we went with in the end but
0: anyway you've been researching and I haven't no, no, I just, I, I, I my
1: just... kids are 10 years old now so my <laughs> wife is really worried that I've been researching all these things recently I think she thinks I've got designs on having another one much as I love my beautiful girls so I think we'll just stick with two so yeah so um, I think Google's just focused on what is a great user experience they're keeping up with you know modern Design patterns you know swiping what people mm. are used to, expandable icons, uh, expandable um, uh, feature snippets, etc, so they are trying to surface the, the, the most relevant most pertinent pieces of information and give the consumers the answer they need or give or, or become the, you know, the stopping off point to show them a variety of relevant stuff so that people can obviously then go on and carry carry on with their own um, their own research i, I, I you know Obviously, Google have vertically integrated in lots of areas, but they can't possibly vertically integrate in everything, can they? (laughs) (laughs) I I,
0: I hope hope not. not. (laughs) But that's a really nice way to end it, because it makes it sound nice and simple after having made it very, very complicated. Mm. Thank you very much. My pleasure. SEO is AEO. Thank you, Mr. (laughs) O2. Thank
1: you very much, Jason.
0: (laughs) I welcome my singing voice. (laughs) Brilliant.